0: So many takes on this, but I'd love to get the one of this next bloke who's been there and done it before from a player's point of view. He has been involved in clubs and involved, well, still is involved with clubs uh, on the, well, on the flip side of it, I mean, the front office, behind the scenes, all that branding. It's massively important. Uh, Sponsors also come into it. Brent Tate, very good morning to you. Tatey, Whew, this is a hot-button topic right now. What was your first gut instinct when you saw and heard about uh, what happened in the Valley Sunday night?
1: Benny, first and foremost, mate, I'm glad you're back over the dreaded man flu because we have missed <laughs> that and we know how bad the man flu is. So do you like that, mate? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no, thank, thank you, friend. My, my welfare is very well down the list, but thank you for bringing that up. No, it's good. I've got a voice back now and I've stopped coughing, so it's a win-win, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is a mate man flu. It uh
1: can cripple any any good person any good man no. um oh look mate look it, it's obviously not a good look um but really at the end of the day it, it's you know it's it, it's not a huge issue they've done something pretty silly no one was hurt no damage was done um you know i'm sure Made a, a fine, I would think, would be sufficient, and just move on because at the end of the day, with the amount of crime and things that are going on in the world, I think this is really a non. It's not a non-event, but really, there's there's not much to see here. It, it, you know, it's two blokes that had a bit of a wrestle. That was about it, mate. So um, that that's that's the sort of way I look at it. Um, I, I totally understand it's not a good look when they're both the senior players at a club, but um, if anyone's ever been in a footy club before, it's it's um, you know sometimes these things do happen and and you know what mate they happen regularly at clubs we just don't see them so um yeah look it's you know i'm sure they've kissed and made up and they've they've moved on and take some responsibility and cop the fine and move on
0: yeah well a couple of things to unpack there tady just just on the fact that they are both leaders the captain and vice captain should the whatever punishment gets handed down should that be taken and will that be taken into account be it the fact that they should should know better and being the leaders, they need to set the example and perhaps have an example set on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't, from an NRL point of view, no, I don't think so. I think, um, but, but I'm sure internally there'd be some real disappointment, you know, from the Broncos internally that, you know, two of their senior players are, are sort of being caught doing this. So, it is a hard one, Benny. Look, sometimes I get really torn with this because I, I totally understand that there's, you know, the, you know, they are setting the example and they are the captains, and then part of me is like, really, are we, are we, are we so outraged by this? But I guess at the end of the day, it's a, the society we live in, and um, you know, a lot of people are really sort of, I guess, n- not hurt, but I guess not. I don't even know if disgust is the right word, but just disappointed <laughs> in what they've done. So, yeah, look. Um, I don't think, you know, internally at the Broncos, I think they'll probably cop a harsher penalty than what the NRL will hand down just because they are the senior guys of the club and they are setting the examples, which it is really important. So, um, yeah, it would be interesting to, to see what goes on here from the NRL point of view, and I guess the Bronx as well, to see how they all handle it. I,
0: I, w- I want to ask you about that internal penalty and what, from a player's point of view, hurts the most. Before that, though, you, you did mention... Um, that it's not a good look and no one was hurt. But I, I go back to Payne Haas and Albert Kelly. I, I think there was one person around with a phone that that captured that, one, one person. Here, there was multiple people around. Yes, a few of them were teammates. It was in more of a public place. So I'm looking at the Payne Haas, Albert Kelly issue, and they both got a match suspension for something that it, it didn't seem to be having any impact, except on them and, and the person who ever caught it on, camera because there wasn't anyone else around this was more public there were more people around i'm just going back on that as a precedent as a as the penalty that could be handed down and they both got a match each
1: yeah well you're right mate i guess the only thing we've got to go on is you know what's happened beforehand and the precedence that's been set Mm. so um you'd have to think that something like that would be coming which you know um, you know, going to, it, as a player, mate, it would really hurt having to miss a match, especially as a senior player, and how critical both those guys are. Um, and especially if it is the build-up around the, uh, you know, the first match in Vegas and, and everything that's come with that. So... Yeah, mate, it'd be, it's going to be really interesting to see because you know there's a lot at stake for the NRL here. You know, taking the game to the Vegas, and you want the, you know you want the best players out there playing, and those two are certainly the Bronx most important and influential. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this all plays out, I guess.
0: Very true. I mean, there was uh, a thought that the NRL integrity unit, it, it it's thorough. It does its investigations. It, it's not going to be quick, and they may not even wrap it up by Vegas. Um, it was something that I hadn't even thought of. Maybe they wait until after that showcase round to hand down whatever penalty that may be. And that will then impact round two, which is the Broncos and Bunnies on a Thursday night at Suncorp Stadium, round two. So maybe that's the one that uh, they could miss if that is the punishment handed down. Hey, Tati, let's let's talk about on-field stuff. I mean, this weekend, with the, the fair dinkum NRL trials start. Last week, we saw them against Q Cup teams, I say them, uh, the Broncos playing against uh, Winner Manley. We, we know the Dolphins played against the Capras. This time of year, trial matches, are they uh, a necessary evil or... Are there fair income spots up for grabs here from uh, at at Red Hill and and even the other Queensland teams?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think they they are a bit of an unnecessary evil, Benny. But you know you certainly need them. Um, you, you know, especially from a player's point of view. You know, when you first start of the year, it does take you a couple of games to get that match fitness and your timing and and you know just. Uh, just the, that feeling of being comfortable in that environment again, because you know there is a, it is a, you know even though you are training, there's nothing like a, a game game time environment. So, you know you definitely need them, and, and it does, mate. It provides, um, you know, some young guys that, you know, have had big pre seasons that are, you know, pushing their way in the first grade. It gives them a, an opportunity to play well, and you know every year I think at each club. Um, if you follow them closely, there'll be some young guys that play well in the trials. They get an opportunity around one or two and don't, you know, some don't look back, some do. But, um, you know, I certainly know, you know, i got to start back playing first grade a long, long time ago now just by trialing well and training well. So, yeah, hugely important, um, you know, from a timing point of view and also, you know, for these young guys or other guys that are, you know, sort of pressing for first grade spots, gives them a chance to impress. And if they do, yeah, you know, it certainly, uh, certainly spots up for grabs and, uh, you know, hugely important part of your preparation.
0: All right. Well, this Sunday, the preseason challenge starts uh, for the Broncos and Cowboys and also the Dolphins and Titans. So Broncos and Cowboys, they're, they're first up. They're playing in Mackay. Uh, for me, Selwyn Cobbo switching to the centre, whether or not he actually plays in this trial or not. Say, say if there was say there is a a switch like this on? Do do you try and get Selwyn Cobbo into that centre role? Get him and get um, combinations formed as as early as possible.
1: Yep, hundred percent, Benny. You'd be saying to Selwyn. Um, you know, you're playing the full game there. Um, let's get you comfortable. You know, he would have trained there all preseason, and now it's time to put that you know training into practice. Uh, you know, proper practice. So, um, you know, again, when we're talking about positional switches for someone like Selwyn. Uh, you know, that actually needs some time defending there. Like, you know, this trial for him would be would be huge. You know, he'd be actually pretty nervous about going into this, I think, about, um, you know, what, what you know, some of the defensive patterns that he's got to get used to and, um, you know, going in a round one to get some confidence out of this trial would be huge for him. So, uh, yeah, again, mate, you know, just there's a lot of different I guess positional switches and players trying to push for first grade at clubs. It's um, it you know these are hugely important. And and someone like Selwyn, it's going to play a critical while um, you know leading in around one if if that um, position switches on.
0: Yeah, pointing at words from a man who's been there and done it before, from the wing into the centre. Brent Tate, my guest this morning. I, I guess Tatie, the match following that, which is on the Sunshine Coast, uh, the Titans and the Dolphins. So both. Queensland, or all four Queensland teams playing each other on Sunday in this pre-season, uh, pre-season trial. AJ Brimson is touted to be a uh, centre now at the uh, at the Titans. Did you expect him to be line? And also, I guess, with the uh, Dolphins, you've got Herbie Farmworth, you've got Avarillo, you've got um, Ewan Aitken, and even Tessie New all fighting for a centre spot. You'd have to think Avarillo and Herbie would be the the starting centres for the Dolphins. How how much... And do you expect to see them be uh, lining up this Sunday?
1: Uh, Well, I I think, you know, at some stage, mate, 40 minutes of each of those games, you know, both... Well, all clubs will have their, you know, close to full strength team out in the park and then they start to make some changes and young guys start to come on and, and get an opportunity. So you know you'd think for the best part of 40 minutes um you know all clubs will have you know their big names out there and um getting some trial form and getting some timing back uh mate really interested to see how the titans go this year obviously under desi you'd think that you know all those guys have would have spent a really long hard um i guess pre-season under desi and now and now it's time to put that into practice and they'll want to uh They'll want to impress. So, uh, mate, really interesting to see how the Titans go. And then, obviously, flip side of the Dolphins, you know, new combinations with um, guys like Herbie and Avarillo and Fege in there. So, mate. It's going to be a big season. Even now that we're talking about these four clubs, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it.
0: <laughs> I know. The cricket finally wraps up tonight. The T20 between Australia and the Wendy's signals at end to the summer of cricket. So footy and the trials, the Fed income trials, start this weekend. Hey, Tati, before I let you go, um, and I'll probably delve into this more tomorrow now, but I just want to get your take on it. Uh, even before this weekend's trial, because I saw him at training last week, Tristan Saylor has got to be one of the most underrated, undervalued, underused players in the NRL. Uh, And and I'll tap into that, the top five underrated, underused players in in any competition. But Tristan Saylor, he's in any other team, he's going to be a walk-up start, surely.
1: Yeah, look, mate, he's going great, isn't he? It'll be interesting to see how they're using next year, the Bronx, because you know, again, he's impressed, impressed on the weekend and you know, I, I haven't seen a hell of a lot of Tristan, but I think he's the sort of player that you could probably play anywhere, you know, from, you know, doing a small stint in the middle, you know, probably playing that sort of lock forward, loose forward sort of role um, to sort of, uh, I, I guess, you know, covering the whole back line. So he's a hell of a player, mate. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how the Bronx use him this year. But um, you're right. I think at this stage he's grown into a, a really fine player. And it won't be too long, I think, before there'll be clubs knocking on the door trying to get into their clubs.
0: Good on you, Tati. Really appreciate your time stepping us through it. Brent Tate, a man who's been there and done it before at club level, uh, state and country, and even off your roles too, uh, up north.